All right, y'all, we're about to go live with CDK on the mic. We're going to have a one-on-one -on -one interview talking about all things CDK. So let me go ahead and add him right now. What's poppin'? Hey, what's good? What's poppin', what's poppin', what's poppin'? There we go. Not the 102 Jams interns linking back up. What's happening? Oh, How hey. How <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. What's up, what's up, what's up? Thank you for joining me. Let's let's get into it, okay? Let's start off with, we know you're the number one HBCU host. You're Always. Form. Um, you're the Warner Music College rep and a radio personality is giving me jack of all trades, okay? So <laughs> I wanna I wanna start off with a lot of up upcoming students, they want to get into hosting. So how did you start hosting on our campus in 2017? Like what was that what was the avenue you had to take? Who did you have to talk to to get to that level? So really, um uh, me and ANT have had a relationship uh, while I've been here in undergrad. So uh, originally, I kind of got buzzing through the clubs. Like, I guess we were all back in 2017. Oh, yeah, I'm old, y'all. So uh, when I came to ANT in 2017, uh, I was in band at the time. So uh, I started doing uh, events outside of, of campus and everything like that. And I got my first campus event in uh, April, of, or was it? No, it was March, late March of 2018. So um, from there, I, I did my first event with uh, SUAB at the time. And um it was called Aggie Feud, and Aggie Feud for the people that do know, man. After that, that event was really that, but that that event was bad, bro. <laughs> it was bad. It was just bad all around. Like for me being my first event hosting, bro, I was just, it was it was bad, bro. And it was it was memorable though, though. So I always talk about that. Like anybody that ever watched my story, when I talk about my come up story, um, I talk about that that event. And um, it was just <laughs> it was something that I could laugh at now, but I felt embarrassed at the time, though. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> Yeah, so from from there, I did the uh, new members presentation um, in April, and that was my second event that I hosted. And I did the uh, I did that, and I had uh, co-hosted the step show for RHA. So I did both of those, and uh, that was my I guess debut at A and T for real. It was the, really the RHA step show uh, in 2018? I think it was my my big debut on, on campus at A and T. But really, what it was was being persistent because it was to the point where y'all, I was trying to host for free, and I was still getting told no. Like, even for free, like, nothing to lose. Really, literally nothing to lose. And mind you, people actually, like, know, like of course, people didn't know me how they know me now. But um, people knew me from band, and people knew me from, like, being on camp. And I was trying to host for free and was still getting told no. Like, it was, it was, it was. You were told no. What did you do to, like, tell yourself, okay, keep on going. You can, you're going to get to that level that you are now. Like, what did you tell yourself? So, really, I told myself, like, yo, once I get this opportunity, I'm definitely going to kick that door down. So, like. Like I said, that debut day, like, okay, okay the, first, the first event was bad. Second event, it was better, but, of course, it wasn't, like, an event I really had to host. Like, it was new members' presentation. So, of course, um, everybody was there for the show. So, you feel me? So, um, yeah, you, yeah, I was on the Nick Cannon show. And, and from there, um, I didn't really understand what was going on politically. I didn't understand uh, political um, – I didn't understand having political ties and just being able to be in the right position at the right time, knowing the right people, and that's how you get booked. So outside of just being a good host, great host, or whatever the case may be, you have to have political ties. And at the time, that's what I was lacking. And I didn't understand that till later on down the line when I figured out why it was that I was not getting booked. So connections is a big, a big key factor in getting to the level you are on now. So do you feel like connections were working through emails or going up to people, talking to them? Oh, I was just I was walking into the office and they was getting tired of me. I know I know they were talking about me. I know for a fact they was. I was always I walking into the office. I was DMing folks on Twitter, not knowing who who was. I was just looking at people's bios, like, okay, this person is over this, yada, yada, yada. Not taking no steps of protocol, going straight to the, the person in charge. Doing I was doing everything wrong, really, we really being honest. But it ended up working out. But I was just, you know what I'm saying, doing whatever I had to do. 
<laughs> and, and eventually that was like, all right, bro. Like, okay, okay, okay. You okay. know what I'm saying? <laughs> Let's just go ahead and let him know what he do. Okay, this, we love to see it because I know you weren't expecting yourself to be where you are so fast. Like, I know, I know. Like, my question is too: How did you? How did you come back? People that wasn't really rocking with this vision. What did you do when you would just be doing events for free? Like, how do you combat that? Because I know that could be hard. It's a lot of people that don't support you. Um, it's a lot of people that don't support me to this day. We're being honest. There's a lot of people that still don't see the vision. Um, and of course, there's people that come around every time something happens, and people, um, every time something new comes up, people you have to re-prove yourself to people. And I feel like that was when I got when I was younger, I had to feel like, dang man, why people still not rocking with me? Why people still not seeing it? Um, at the age of 20, I hosted Floyd Money Mayweather, the highest paid athlete ever. You know what I'm saying? Like people still not seeing the vision. Okay, then I you know, one on two jams, people still not seeing the vision. This thing, though, people not going to see your vision because they don't see the struggle. They don't see everything that you go through. They don't understand that. And it's okay. And that's what I had to understand now that I'm older. And that's okay. You know what I'm saying? So you have to focus on the people that do support you and super serve your audience and your crowd for the people that do support you, that do love you, that do like to see you grow. And even for the people that are just watching, that's not I'm gonna always pat you on the back. Being comfortable and being okay with your brand and what you got going on is going to be the reason why you excel and continue to move forward and not compare yourself to other people and not get stuck in the, in the, in the quicksand. That's kind of how I, I kind of handle people that don't really support me because um, I know what I'm doing is helping other people and being, a, being an inspiration to others. Like for me, um, my biggest thing is with my supporters is knowing that I connect with a lot of men, um, especially young men, young black men. And it's hard as black men to look at somebody in their face and in their eyes and say, yo, I'm proud of you. I appreciate you. You did this and that helped me do this. So being able to hear that from other grown men, children, that, that's different. You know what I'm saying? To me, that, that's, that hits a lot different because I know as men, it's hard to express ourselves and it's hard to be able to come to other men for help and things like that. And even me, like, I have a lot of great mentors in my life. Marky Mark, BDOT, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's so many other people. Randall Barnes, the founder of HBC Post. Like, it's a lot of other people that have been very crucial in my life as far as how I've been moving. You know what I'm saying? Um, crucial. It's crucial you. You know what I'm saying? The anti-band, my, my marching section. You know what I'm saying? So uh, people like Drew, you know what I'm saying? There's so many people out there that I did just inspired me. Horatio. Exactly. And I just feel like I feel like you have that energy. and You're very humble. So I feel like you open that door for people to be comfortable or feel like, oh, my God, like I look up to him because you have that energy. You know, you you brighten up, you lighten up the room like at one or two jams when you're interning. You're like, hey, everybody, like, oh, you were just out there. So that's really it's inspiring to see that. And I'm proud of you. I support you. And now look at you laughing to the bank. OK, the people that are not supporting you laughing to the bank. <laughs> but. But okay, now that you're here, now that you're um you have the platform you have, what steps did you take to get these opportunities that you do have, like hip hop BX, Greensboro Swarm? How did that how did that come about? What's crazy is every step that I took for I've been hosting going on five years. So my five year will come up on July of uh seventeenth. July seventeenth, I'll be in the game for five years strong. So Every foundation that I made over these past four years. Now I feel like I've really started to get to my break and my and my my point to where I'm being noticed nationally um, throughout the month of September. September and October has really been life changing for my brand. So um, of course the Nick Cannon thing and everything like that. So having these opportunities, uh, just being able to capitalize off your brand and making everything bigger than what it is, but not capping. You know what I'm saying? So it's a situation where you have to be able to be the person that you are on social media and reflect who you actually are, but amplify that, right? So having these opportunities, most of my money and, and bookings and and opportunities have come from people that have never heard me talk. Mm. Never heard me talk. 
these are all people that's taking a gamble on me because my business credit, my brand credit is 850. You know what I'm saying? It's up there. It's there because they trust and they see that all the things that I've done and all these other companies that I work with and all these other partners that I've had have been satisfied with my services. So they're going to take, it's not even really a risk at that point with my brand and being able to partner with me when it comes to um, having that niche. Uh, most of the time it's HBCU students or young black men between the age of 18 to 25, like that younger demographic, people, people know what to come get me for. And also that comes with masking your brand. Like I, I made my brand, I move my brand in, in seasons. So like this season right now is all about sports and rolling out my next project. You know what I'm saying? So, but you know, when touring season comes up, that's homecoming season. So just being able to shift and, and know what's going on around you to be able to mold your brand around that and being able to be diverse in that. So that's how I kind of get all the opportunities to stand diverse, staying up on what's up, knowing who I need to talk to, make, making my brand stay clean because most of the people, actually everybody looks at my stuff before they even speak to me. They don't even talk to me. They just look through all my stuff and say, hey, I know this about you and I do this, this that, and third. If, they, if they're able to do that and they, they want to see, just talking to you is the last 10%, just to make sure that you are who you really say you are online. So your, your, your Instagram is your virtual um, resume. I know that's right. So basically what I'm getting is betting on yourself. Stop looking at other people. Because I know that a lot of times people can look at people and like, oh my God, my family, my friends are supporting me. Don't worry about them. Worry about the masses. Worry about the people that don't know you. Because that's really who's going to support you. No cap. Yeah, see, doc, just talk to here. I just, I just, just talking about him. See, like, man, look, that, that's what I'm talking about. Having mentors that be able to support you and your brand and everything we got going on, man, like, that's just a whole another level of, of that's, I'm grateful for that. I'm just grateful for that. Like, we, I just, yeah, but definitely, like, not looking at others. I'm going to be honest, like, when I'm, when I'm hosting or I'm in a mode, I meet other people. I meet other people that do what I do just because I want all my thoughts to come out as I would see them. I don't want to, because what you do subconsciously is when you see other people that do something similar to what you do, like when I do my news stories um, regarding hip hop, I don't watch any other news stories about that topic until I'm done with my video. Because mm -hmm. then my thoughts come out all the way fully, thoroughly as I would see them rather than through a, a piece of this person's and a piece of that person's, just because I, that's just what I just heard. So that's what I'm taking in. So I'd rather take in my own thoughts first. So that's part of the thing of when I come up with blocking out people, I just meet other people and just make sure I stay focused on what I got going on until my project is complete. I know that. So, so say if you saw somebody that did do something that you had in mind, what do you do? Do you switch it up or you just go ahead and. Oh no. If it's, if it's 110% and the creators know, um, you all, nobody's going to have the exact same vision. Now they might have similar visions to what you do, but they're not going to have the exact same vision of what you do. And when that does happen, you always, well, not always, depending on the circumstance and the situation, sometimes I may reach out depending on what it is. Like when the HBCU cruise came up um, like a couple years ago, it was a couple other times that people was trying to do HBCU cruises. So instead of me just doing it alone, um, I've, I've known that, of course, people have tried, probably tried to do it in the past, but at the time, I just collabed with the person that I was working with. Now, all the time, that's not going to be the case. You can't always collab with people when it comes to your ideas because later on, y'all might have the same general idea, but when it comes out to the nitty-gritty and the details, they might have a different vision for that. So sometimes I just really go with what I had going on. Yeah, I just go straight forward with that. Um, and I, most of the time, I won't even know. Now, if you – now, if it's somebody that takes your idea, knowing you takes your idea, then sometimes you may have to address that depending on how severe the issue is. But most of the time, if it's not genuine content or it's not a genuine idea, even when it comes down to how people maneuver, they're not going to be successful. And that's just real. That, that, that's just real. So most of the time when people snatch on people's ideas, it's not going to be how you would do it.
Exactly. In this industry, you can't be grimy because everybody know each other. And yeah, it's just, that's not, it's not it. Just be original. And I like how you mentioned that because a lot of times you, people, people that want to become hosts or doing what you're doing, they feel like the industry is oversaturated. So what do you have to say about that advice you can give? Because it is a lot of hosts out there, but I don't feel like that should stop somebody else what they want to do. It's, it's room for everybody to eat. That's how I feel. Absolutely, man. Like, I, like, I, I'll tell you all the time, man, like, the industry is not oversaturated. You just have to find your crowd and your demographic and super serve them. When I say super serve, I'm talking about go over above and beyond to do what you're good at. So me, I know that kids are, I'm, kids are, are uh, I'm a magnet, kid magnet. Kids love the, okay, pick on me, dance with me, like all that type of stuff because they can relate to me, my hair, all that type of stuff. So like that's all things that I do to super serve my crowd. I keep my hair the way I do because it's how the young folk wear their hair. You know what I'm saying? I stay up and up. Hey, Nia. Um, I, I stay up and up on all the dances and, and all of that stuff because that's what the kids are into. So I know, okay, there are other jocks and entertainers that are, are better at other things. Maybe that's crowd control. Maybe that's um, delivering hard news. That's areas that I may struggle in. But I know I, I don't struggle in the energy area, um, in the area of energy. You know what I'm saying? So I know my energy is always high. So I'm going to super serve to the family function. I'm going to super serve to the kids, to the to education. I mean, of course, with the whole Nick Cannon thing, that's education. So why would I not go into that lane and really dive into that lane now that EOG and integrated testing is coming up? Like all of that type of stuff is things that you think about. You get your, you use your natural born gift to excel your, your dream and your gift. And then, of course, you tap in a little bit here and there to other areas. But you make sure that you, you stay grounded in what you're good at and not try to step on other people's toes and get in their lanes because that's what causes traffic. So uh-huh. that's that's what I think about um when it comes to an area being oversaturated and things like that. And then, of course, always adding your own twist and flip to everything, like IG Live interviews. Everybody was doing IG Live interviews during the pandemic, you know what I'm saying, celebrity interviews. So you just had to make, make a way to make your show stand out a little bit more um, to where people are going to see you for information. Exactly. And yes, I did see the icebreak interviews. When is that? Is that coming? You got some more on the way. <laughs> yeah. So now that I'm off tour and everything like that, and we're, we're grinding with the season, of course, with the swarm and everything like that, I'll be home a lot more. Uh, we're going back to the icebreaking interviews. Now, originally, the reason why icebreaking interviews got started is because during the pandemic, March 20th, I lost everything. I lost my job at the radio station. I lost all my campus events, all the club, like everything was shut down. Like, that's when everything was just done. So, um, all streams of income, everything as a creative, as a host, I lost it. So I had to get into a creative state to where it's like my brand is not going to be on pause because the world is on pause. If the world is on pause, my brand is going to keep going. It's going to keep going and growing. You feel me? So, and that's actually how I ended up with Hip Hop BX. Um, because I work for Warner Music Group as well. Um, Warner Media, of course, and, and, and all of that behind the scenes. But they saw me do my interviews on um, IG Live. And originally it was going to be for upcoming artists. But I ended up partnering with Empire, um, my guy Theo Brown, a little bit of tour, to do um, Tsukihana and uh, Jack Boy. And after that, they seen, I did Pretty V on HBC Post. They seen, like, okay, this guy can really hold down an interview and a conversation. So from there, um, the, the team reached out, and it was like, hey, we have some opportunity on the team over here. And uh, we like the way you conduct interviews. And that led me to doing Rolling Loud all within nine months. You know what I'm saying? So, All because you decided to create your own platform. Yep, then we're going to have ownership of it. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. I love, yeah, I love it. I love it, CDK. You're just doing your thing. At 20, at 22, 22. I'm 23 now. I don't know what I'm saying. I'm a a dinosaur now. I'm a dinosaur. Happy belated. (laughs) Happy belated, but no, you really doing your thing. And I feel like, wow, like for you to, a lot of times it's kind of could get scary. Like, oh my God, I'm about to put out my own platform. But you really got to bet on yourself. That's what I'm learning. Bet on yourself. Do what you want to do. If you want to dance on your head, dance on your head. Somebody going to like it. Okay? Somebody going to like it. (laughs) Like it. So 
um, what I want to say is, first off, congratulations with Nick Cannon. We know you got the scholarship. That is paid. Hey, look, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but what what did you think when you had got the opportunity when they presented that to you? What what was your what was your um your reaction like? Still to this day, it's surreal. Now, my mama feel it because she has two kids in college. My brother goes to Western Salem State University. So she feels a lot more than I do because, you know what I'm saying, I didn't handle the financial end of college to begin with. You know what I'm saying? But I heard her mouth about it. And now I told the story. I, when I first got to college, what's up, Trizzy? Uh, when I first got to college, um, I only had $100 in my pocket to make last for the month. Now, if anybody knows, you break that down, it's like $3 and like, I don't know, like a cent a day. $3, two cents a day, whatever. So... <laughs> I felt that part. So um, really when the Nick Cannon thing happened, um, it wasn't even about the scholarship at the time. It was about knowing that one of my mentors, somebody that I've been watching grow as an entertainer, even before I was an entertainer, somebody I've been admiring my whole life, knows who I am, respects me, and sees my story at this age. You feel me? Like, that that was what the big part was to me. So I'm like, yo, I'm just ready to speak to Nick. Like, you know what I'm saying? And we didn't even know until, of course, we got on the show. But, um, like, the actual day of, like, when y'all saw it, we saw it. When, like, when y'all saw me talking to him, that's when I was talking to him. Like, that was, right. All of that happened. Y'all saw that all in real time. So, um, yeah, so being able to just speak to him and then having the opportunity to go back to New York for advertisement week and meet him in person, that right there was, like, the icing on the cake um, during that, like, that whole the situation because he didn't even know I was coming down. And um, his team knew. And they see me, and it was a situation where we got a chance to talk off camera and everything like that and just chop it up. And um, he's a real genuine guy, man. Like, just he's, – he's great. And what I really respect about him more than anything is how he puts other black men, women, creatives on on his platform, you know what I'm saying, and, and faces that. And, and I really respect that. And, of course, the HBCU stuff. Like, it just everything that he does, a black man having a, a national talk show on daily TV – that's big. Like, it's a lot of things that he does, and he paves the way for so many people, man. I just respect how he moves and grinds and hustles. And that's what I take most um, or want most in myself as an entertainer is being able to have pieces around me that I'd be like, okay, this guy is great, man. He'll be great on this platform. You know what I'm saying? Just being able to kind of be that general manager um, for black entertainment. So I, I really, that's what I really respect about him and forever and always will respect about him. I don't know that. I, oh, I love it. And then I was going to say, did Nick ever tell you, like, how he came across you? What made him? Decide, I want to give him the scholarship. No, so we didn't really get a chance to talk about get into that conversation, but it was a situation where um, after the show, that when I seen him in, in New York, um, we, we, of course, went down there, we were chopping it up, and he was like, yo, like, you really inspired me. And he was telling me, like, things about me that, like, I was like, yo, like, you really, uh, like, because, of course, on the show, we didn't have, like, that much time to really speak. So yeah. being able to see that, like, he was really connected, and, and, and we had the chance to really, like, you know what I'm saying, have that, have that conversation. Uh, face to face, man to man, was just real. It was it was real special, you know what I'm saying. So that's something I always will keep with me and make sure that um, other entertainers on a smaller scale, that people that's coming up, I have to make sure that I always tell these folks like, hey, I'm paying attention to you, bro. Like you feel me? Like I see you. Like you know what I'm saying? Because it was times and it's still times where I be feeling like, am I gonna make it to that level? You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like I, I'm doing well, but am I gonna make it to where I'm a household name? And, and sometimes that's something that I have to keep um, within myself and just make sure that I work and leave everything up to God. Now, I know a lot of people say that, but when I really say, like, I've been a lot less stressed and I've been a lot more free and just a lot more open to everything, when I really just done my part, leave everything else up to God, and put in that work first, though, because, you know what I'm saying, a, a dream without work is, is just a, well, no, a vision without work is just a dream. There we go. I don't know who said that, but somebody said that. I ain't make that up. Um, so, I had to, <laughs> you know I'm going with it. Um, 
No, I just want to put in there too. No, for real. No, not everybody says that. I agree with you. You you got to cast your cares onto the Lord and you got to not, what is it? Lean, not lean, not on your own understanding. You know, I was trying to get, you know. Yeah. yeah. I but, feel it, <laughs> and everything's going to come. I just feel like you can't overthink it. If you're doing the work, it's going to come. It might take a while, but it's going to come. And you're doing big things. You on you you up there, okay? So you gonna only keep on growing. So I don't want you to be thinking like that because you're doing your thing at 20. You said 23, okay? 23. 23. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, okay, I don't want to hold you too long. So I'm at my last question. So what, what exciting opportunities do you have in the coming year? What, what, what should we be tuned into? Let us know. All right. So for everybody that's on the live right now, um, if you have a Kindle, actually it's available right now. But if you do not, it'll be available later this week. I have a book that's coming out. Um, well, a book that's already written, published, is, is done. Um, I'm just waiting to get the physical copies in my hand. That that will be coming out, rolling out for the holiday season. Now, a percentage of each book sale will go towards my own scholarship that I'll be giving out on College National Decision Day, uh, May 1st. So everybody knows how everybody does College Acceptance Day. That's what we call it. Um, but yeah, some 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 young black uh, folks that are choosing to go to HBCU will receive that. Now, of course, there are different uh, qualifications for the scholarship, and we'll get all, to all that later on. But, um, yeah, that'll be coming out on May 1st. Uh, well, the scholarship will be coming out on May 1st, but the book will be available before December 1st. And it may be available as soon as tonight. Of course, we're we trying to get everything uh, live and everything like that. So um, put up on the website. Now, I haven't done the announcement now. Y'all know I got to get special with it. I got to put on the suit, you know what I'm saying, have my Steve Harvey suit on with the book in my hand for the photo shoot. Now, y'all know that's coming a little bit later. So, I mean, I ain't officially said nothing about it yet because I ain't put the whole suit on and everything like that. But it's called Building a Brand by Using Your Gift. Wait, um, wow, oh, hold on. Building, building a Brand by Using Your Gift. And I'll actually show y'all the uh, cover. Um, yeah. yeah, I'm going to show y'all the cover right here. So for the folks on the live, I got my other phone right here, my business phone, um, that y'all be able to see the cover on. Um, oh, Lord. Oh, not dropping the phone. <laughs> All right, look, look, look. So if y'all if y'all can see real close right there, that's, that's the cover of the book. Um, it's a silhouette of a man. Um, and then of course that, you know what I'm saying? The brand with the, with the man, of course, a little bit about me and a little bit about book at the top. So that'll be coming out, um, as soon as next week, as soon as next week, um, it'll be available, um, to be able to get those first orders out in your hand. Really, I'm trying to get those by December 1st in your hand. So for the holiday season and everything like that. Um, so yeah, y'all getting the exclusive right now. So if you know some, some, some guys, or some, some guys, and some girls, uh, that's going to college in the next year. Let them know when, when it's time. Like, hit me up because I'm giving out that scholarship. And I want to see people that come from uh, first-generation college students, um, people that come from single-parent households, people that are just, just young black men and women that are in the community that are looking to make an impact, not only academically, because I had academic struggles, but as an impact on their campus. When they come to campus, I'm talking about they're really shaking the room. You feel me? So, like, and leaving their legacy. And that's what I want the scholarship recipients to have. So um, all of that, y'all got that exclusive right here on IG. So that's that's happening. That is happening. That's happening. Um, it's already done. So, of course, I get to talk about that. And that's another key I want to tell you. Never talk about anything unless it's written down, done, completed, finished, final product is ready. Don't ever talk about anything else until that's done. So that's what I, talk, that's what I want to give out is my last bit of information. And um, thank you for having me for real. No, of course. Like, thank you for joining me. We go way back. Y'all, we go way back. We was 102 Gym interns. CDK was doing what he do best. And I I, I had to interview first. I had to interview you. So, again, congratulations. Thank you for joining me. We're going to be chatting. I'm, I'm going to be chatting with you. And I'm going to see you at the top. You're going to be at the top, okay? 
relief from the top, so we never from the bottom or whatever Dolph said. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Dolph. But yeah, appreciate you, man. For, for, yeah. um, appreciate you, sis. You already know we rock. We go way back. Yes, Wait. thank y'all so much. For Aggie Pride. Wait, no. First, I need a thumbnail. We gotta do a thumbnail. Look, we, oh, we gotta, gotta do a thumbnail. Aggie Pride. Okay, we gotta do our Aggie Pride. So we gonna count down. Uh, can I get an Aggie Pride? Aggie Pride. There we go. Hey, we outside. <laughs> Okay, bye. Bye, everybody. Thank you for joining. Bye, CDK. Have a good night.